Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your relationship with money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest, and spend your hard-earned cash. I'm your host, Tony King, and today we welcome a special guest to the podcast, Logan Weiss. Logan is the founder of an online insurance company called We Insure Things, and we're going to talk to him today about the bill category in all of our lives, insurance. Welcome to the Personal Financial Strategy Podcast, Logan. Thank you for having me, Tony. Well, thanks for being with us today. And we open all of our podcasts, Logan, with a little open question. And that is our listeners, they like to hear where people are coming from. So I was wondering if you'd share your story with us a little bit. Give us the pathway that led you doing what you're doing today. Sure. I, I grew up in uh, southeastern Virginia, where most of my family had lived for 30 plus years. Uh, grew up Great Bridge, uh, great childhood. And uh, I attended uh, college at Longwood University for a couple of years, ran cross country there. Then made some poor decisions with some poor choices. Took a break from Longwood, uh, went to school at Tidewater Community College, got my paralegal degree. And I uh, ended up at Old Dominion University and uh, obtained my degree in political science. Ending up in insurance, it's one of those things where insurance chose me. I didn't really choose insurance. I didn't go to school to end up in insurance. I graduated college. I was managing a Starbucks. And I was just happy to, to get a job that wasn't managing a Starbucks. And I went through this long recruiting process uh, with an insurance company. And uh, about eight months of interviews, and I I didn't really want the job in the beginning, but it, it was a way to get out of Starbucks. And about midway through, very competitive person, I'm like, I really want this. Worked there for a few months, learned a lot about what not to do when it comes to talking with people with insurance, and learned a lot about what not to do when being uh, a leader. And ended up with a another insurance company, Blue Collars, and uh, really. Helps people with life insurance there and building a financial basis for the rest of their lives. From there on, I was able to uh, start my own practice, my own uh, insurance practice. Did that for about six years and I exited that about 13 months ago and I started WeInsureThings.com, online brokerage, pretty much anything you, you're looking to get insurance for, we can help you for it, whether it's Pokemon cards, car insurance. Life, disability, cryptocurrency, currency wallet insurance, track insurance, pretty much can do any type of insurance you're looking looking for. That's fantastic. So it's a one-stop shop location yeah. on the internet at weinsurethings.com. Could it be more simple? I don't think so. Weinsurethings.com. Okay, well, let's bring your expertise to bear on kind of our our audience here because most of the people uh listening to this they're in either in process or they're on the back end of organizing their personal finances and as we prescribe at personal financial strategy we we uh, advise people to organize their personal finances into five categories the first one being getting a good handle on your income what is your month to month income by the way all we look at all these on a monthly basis and then from 
There we go to trying to get a handle on what your life costs or maybe better said is what does your lifestyle, your current lifestyle, what is it costing you? And we break that down into two major categories. The first one being reoccurring monthly bills. The second one being out of pocket spending. And if you add those two together, you can kind of come up with a number that is your lifestyle. Cause if you've been out there in the world for, you know, uh, away from college for five or six years, at least, and you kind of know the restaurants you like to eat at, you kind of know the cars you like to drive, you kind of know um, the vacations you like to take. And, and it's pretty easy to arrive at those numbers if you have the right tools and kind of get a handle on your lifestyle. Now, hopefully, after doing this analysis, your lifestyle on a monthly basis is less than your income. <laughs> so you're making more than you're actually spending every month. So then we have two other categories, uh, a fund category, where we stash funds that we're going to spend later. And we do that on a monthly basis. So we'll allocate a monthly amount to the fund that will handle things like vacations or Christmas or things like that, where we know we're going to spend some money in the future, but we're not going to put it on credit cards. We're going to, we're going to use the cash that we stash in these funds to pay for these things. And then the last one is investments. And we try and peel off at least 15% of our monthly income and put it towards our future in some sort of an investment. All, all of our clients, they pick their own investments. We don't give investment advice and we don't give tax advice. So today, if we can, while we have your expertise available to us, we'd like to look at that second category I talked about, the monthly bills, because here's what we find, Logan, when we do that analysis, we'll find that often when you add up all the insurance costs that an individual or a family has on a monthly basis, you know, starting with uh, life insurance, health insurance, auto insurance, and, you know, and the list goes on, that's typically right behind your mortgage payment. It's actually the second biggest line item on a monthly spending plan. So we're excited that you're here because you offer all of those things. And so the, my question for you is, what would you tell our listeners are, give us a prescription for what types of insurance we all need. And we need to make sure that base is covered before we move on to out-of-pocket spending, if you will. Sure. So everybody should have some form of car insurance if you have some kind of automobile property insurance, whether you, you rent or you own. Uh, so those are the two main ones. Uh, life insurance, you should have some form of final expense or some form of life insurance. Certainly, if you have children, you need more life insurance, possibly a term policy. And even if you don't have kids, you need some form of uh, final expense uh, insurance to take care of burial expenses, taxes, and the expenses that are associated with passing away. That's then a cheery we, subject. Insurance, <laughs> <laughs> insurance. Then, then we start moving into like other types of insurance that people should have, but may not necessarily think they need to have. Protecting your income is extremely important. Um, so you should have some form of disability, whether it's through your employer or outside your employer. If your income earning ability stops, the bills don't stop coming in. 
you have, you have to take care of the bills. And so a disability policy would step in and take care of a portion of those bills while you're unable to work due to a disability. And, and some of them have elimination periods uh, ranging anywhere from a couple of weeks uh, to, to even longer to months. And then if you have uh, toys like ATVs or motorcycles, well, you probably should have an insurance policy for those. And then surrounding all of those types of insurance policies, there's something called an umbrella policy. And an umbrella policy is an overlapping liability policy. Think about opening up an umbrella and it's covering all your assets underneath that umbrella. They typically run in millions, anywhere between 1 million all the way up to, to 20 or 30 or, or even more. When you say millions, you're talking about millions in liability coverage. They don't yes. cost millions of dollars. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Uh, millions in liability coverage. And they're, they're rather inexpensive, a few hundred dollars per year. And it's protecting all the assets you own, as well as your income earning ability. So if you were driving your car, driving your car down the highway, you're carrying all your assets in the trunk, your retirement account, your savings account, the equity you have in your house, uh, your income earning ability, it's all in the trunk. And mm -hmm. so if you cause an accident and you, and you hurt somebody bad, badly, the insurance company is only gonna pay up to their limited uh, contractual obligation, which is your liability coverage. And, and in on some your states, auto insurance policy. On your auto insurance policy. And in some states, it's, it's only 25,000 per person in bodily injury. So if you were in somebody and you hurt their neck, what if they could never turn red again? The insurance company is going to write a check for $25,000 and then they're done with it. And then it falls on to the lawyers and litigators whether they can go after your other assets. And that's where an umbrella policy would step in. And if an insurance company is protecting you for say a million dollars, they're gonna fight. They're gonna, they're gonna protect your assets much harder than they would if it's just $25,000. Right, right. That's, a, that's an interesting concept, the liability umbrella. And it's been my experience that many people don't have one. And uh, it, it, it is a key piece to the portfolio of insurances that everyone needs. Because as you're saying, it covers everything. Most people don't realize it, but we are carrying everything, including our income with us. And as we move through our days, and I hate to even give such a negative example, but can you, can you give us a scenario like where liability umbrella would be very key. And uh, like even use numbers if you can, like say uh, average Joe here, he makes $100,000 a year and he's driving down the road and reaches for a piece of candy on the floor and accidentally strikes a person and that person then makes a claim against them that's going to exceed what their auto insurance policy would pay out in that claim. How, how does the umbrella policy come in to effect? Yeah, so the, the umbrella policy is extended liability coverage. So once the liability limits of the auto policy are exhausted, the umbrella policy kicks in. For like any recent cases, we have an office in Las Vegas and uh, there's 5,000 bodily injury attorneys here. 
And um, you could go to any any of their websites and they're bragging about the, the recent settlements or judgments. And the majority of those are, are car accidents. And insurance is, is, is almost a necessary evil in, in life. And with insurance and in and, and your life, it, it's, it's necessary uh, to protect everything that you're building as you're going through life, you know, as you're acquiring assets, you need insurance. And if you're not carrying proper insurance protection, those are at risk. And no one intends to get into a, an accident. That's why they're called accidents. And so just a, a simple mistake, such as picking up a piece of candy or swatting a bug that's about to bite you while you're driving the car, can lead to an accident, a life-changing event. And that's why it's important to carry the proper insurance protections. And it's going to be different for really everybody. And a lot of what has happened in the car insurance industry or the insurance industry in general, it becomes a price conversation. And price is important. I, I'm a consumer myself. But insurance is no good if it's not there when you need it. Right. So if we put some numbers to that in our little, our average Joe who has an accident and he has like a hundred thousand dollar liability limit on his auto policy, but he does more damage. It could even be property damage. It doesn't have to be a a person, um, but he does more damage than a hundred thousand dollars. They can hire one of these cool cat personal injury attorneys that we see TV commercials for all the time. And those guys, they have the ability to yank you into court and go after your other assets, don't they? Yes. It all depends on the state. There are some states that have homestead protections where they can't touch your house. Um, And then there's other states where anything's free game. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we do have a little homestead here in Arizona. We have a little homestead act that, but you have to file for it or... People can actually come after your house, which is it's just horrible. So I, I like highlighting the liability umbrella because I think it's an oft forgotten piece of insurance. And like you said in the beginning, they're not that expensive and they can really save the day. Yes, absolutely. A handful of clients where they've exhausted their auto insurance liability limits. And they were so thankful that they had the conversation about proper risk protection and purchased an umbrella policy for, uh, in in this case, they were $150 for a million dollars worth of coverage. And they didn't have to worry about it anymore. It wasn't a life-changing event for them financially. Right. Awesome. Well, let's, let's take the same principle and move it over to life insurance. Can you give us some guidelines using our our average Joe makes six figures a year, newly married, no kids yet. What would be some guidelines you would advise us on for uh, limits on a life insurance policy? Sure. So if we take it back just a, a step, there are two main types of life insurance policies out there. There's something called a term life insurance policy. And just like the name says, it, it's going to cover you for a period of time. The term. And that can range anywhere between a year up to 30 plus years. Really? And after that term is up, the rate you were paying is no longer locked in. And then it becomes a, a variable rate premium, meaning you're going to pay more every month, sometimes more every year. Then there's something like permanent insurance. And it goes by many different names like whole life, universal life, index universal life, uh, sometimes even durable universal life. 
And permanent insurance, uh, it's lifelong protection. And in some cases, you're locking in your premium at the age you are when you get the policy. And you continue to pay that in some cases for the rest of your life, or you can pay uh, for a certain amount of time. And permanent insurance, it's not a what-if policy like term insurance. It's more of a win policy. Uh, the cost, term insurance is typically very inexpensive. You're, you're paying a few dollars for $100,000 worth of coverage. Permanent insurance, typically a little bit more expensive, uh, but comes with a few other benefits and features. So a typical person needs anywhere between 10 to 20 times their salary in life insurance, just generally speaking. And it's going to be a little bit different for, for every person. We have a great calculator on our website, weinsurethings.com, if you're unsure about how much life insurance you need. There's certain expenses you'll need to re be replaced. So in the situation where somebody just got married, well, now you're combining incomes and now you're combining expenses. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure that your income doesn't stop if you were to pass away. And then if you have a mortgage, would you want the mortgage paid off for by the life insurance? Do you want final expenses taken care of by the life insurance? Are you planning on having kids? Do you have kids? Do you want their college taken care of by the life insurance? And do you have any other outstanding debts like car payments, credit cards? Do you want the life insurance to take care of that? So those are all factors to consider when purchasing life insurance. Got it. Got it. That's a lot. It sounds like a bigger conversation than we can have here on the podcast. But I do like your general rule of thumb of 10 to 20 times your annual income, because at least that covers the base, uh, at least partially, and you can rest. And also, I like the fact that there's two options to get that 10 to 20 times annual income. And I, I have experience with both permanent insurance and term insurance and have realized the difference. The cost is is vastly different between the two. And uh, there's risks associated with the second one with, with permanent insurance that I think people need to be aware of. And that's another reason why it's a lot longer conversation. But let, let's just for our listeners, let's toss out that 10 to 20 times income as a good rule of thumb to start there and then have a, a broader conversation and more analysis on it. That's great. Regarding property and casualty insurance, meaning some people are not familiar with those terms, but that's gen generally speaking, it means a home and, and auto insurance. Have you spotted in your career people underinsuring in, e in either of those two areas? Absolutely. I, I, I speak with people every day that don't realize what they're actually insuring themselves for. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of scary if you think about it. They're, they're paying all this money and they have no idea what they're spending on and, and what their insurance is doing for them. Um, again, again, a lot of our industry has changed into price, price, price. Yeah, and price is certainly important. But you can make an insurance policy kind of cost whatever within certain limits. Insurance is one of those things like you, you pay $15 today, but if you don't have the proper coverage when something happens or if something happens, then it, it did nothing for you. Right. It's a waste. It's a huge waste. And there's, there's a lot of bad information out there about generally any type of insurance especially property and casualty insurance, 15 minutes. And I, I'm not sure you can 
take the time to do a proper risk analysis in 15 minutes. I mean, you certainly can get through a portion of it, but there's still basic information you have to collect to, to get an insurance quote. And, and when I speak with clients, when we're talking about liability insurance, their eyes almost glaze over. Um, they, they, they don't want to be an expert in it. And that, that's fine. That's where an insurance agent comes in. But it's important they, they understand at least a portion of what they're purchasing and what it's going to do for them in the event something does happen. I like that. I like that. A protracted conversation with a professional, I think, is, is good advice, especially when it comes to insuring your life. And, and, not, and I'm not talking about life insurance. I'm talking about insuring your life completely, property and casualty, life and uh, uh, liability umbrella. It sounds like those are the three big components to any personal insurance plan. Thank you so much for your wisdom, contributing your wisdom to the conversation today, Logan. And I like to close every podcast with um, the guests being able to communicate the best way they could get in touch with you should they want to do an in-depth risk analysis. Absolutely. Uh, you can reach out to me on our website. You can book some, some time to meet with me personally. Uh, at WeInsureThings.com. Just scroll all the way down. It has a link to my calendar. Feel free to, to book time and we can, we can meet there. I'm happy to, to connect with anybody on LinkedIn or Twitter or YouTube. Even gotten a little bit into to TikTok uh, with We Insure Things. Uh, educational videos when it comes to insurance. Is that right? And and so if they on um, TikTok, if they search we insure things, they'll find your yeah, they'll they'll find our, our funny quirky videos of the weird things that happen to people, um, and the things you really insure yourself from. Great, great. That'll be fun. I uh I get a kick out of a lot of TikTok videos, but Thank you, Logan, for sharing your expertise today. And thank you for sharing how to get in touch with you. I do think our listeners might have one last question for you. And that is you're in multiple states um, and you've kind of listed them for us. You're in Arizona and Nevada and North Carolina, did you say? And or Virginia. And um, what what if someone lives in Texas and wants to talk insurance with We Insure Things? We're licensed in Texas. Uh, oh, fantastic. In about 15 states overall. And, and we can obtain a license in pretty much any state. We're willing to help somebody, even if we're not licensed in a, in a state, we can point them in the right direction of, of an expert in that state that can help them. But Great. we're mostly licensed in the, the states along the, the West Coast, the East Coast, and then uh, the Southern border. Great. Sounds like you're almost everywhere. Thank you so much for being with us. And again, it's weinsurethings.com. And until next time, strategists keep on strategizing.